Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our natural friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the yard patio furniture. We'll talk to Jim about that. and We'll talk to Jim in just moments. Denny all here for a terrific store for nature lovers on your gift list. It is Cardinal Corner. It's not just bird feeders and bird seed you'll find there either. Lee and Pam and Amy have really such great taste. They have filled their stores with things like beautiful jewelry, purses, scarves, kitchen items, home decor. You'll find books, wind chimes, so much more. You really have to see these stores. There's two locations. And, of course, they have a beautiful and unusual selection of bird feeders, bird baths, bird houses, many items not only made in America but made right here in Minnesota. And they've got, again, the freshest bird seed you're going to find anywhere. Don't forget to stop in, too, for reindeer seed mix and hostess gifts. Lee and Pam, they are located in West St. Paul, Butler, and South Robert. Amy is at the Newport Center location. You can call them. They always like to chat with you. Their number is 651-455-6556 or visit online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner, you will find, is really more than just a bird seed store. Well, good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. It is hard for me to believe that Christmas Eve is one week from today. One week from today, yeah, and we will we will be on the air. Yes, with we Nature will because we start our day. we start our programming uh, at noon. Uh, at noon, yes. and then it's it's a lot of good music. Yes, you know, um, you were they were talking. Steve was talking about um, foggy conditions. Yes, it's not not foggy here. I can look straight across the lake, you know, like three miles away, and it's just clear as a bell. But it is overcast. And our temperature is 20. Did you see what the Twin Cities temperature yes, was? Yes, it's uh, 22. 22, 22 okay. officially, yes. So 20 degrees here on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. Um, sunrise today, 745. Sunset, 433. So today in the Twin Cities in the area, we have... Eight hours, 48 minutes of daylight. We have lost four minutes of daylight since yesterday. I'm sorry, since last Sunday. Four minutes, only four minutes have been lost since last Sunday. And six hours and 48 minutes is the total daylight loss since last June 20th. And that, of course, is the summer solstice, the first day of astronomical summer, and the longest daylight period of the year with 15 hours, 36 minutes of daylight. Now, Denny, here's, here's this is what's really neat. We still have one minute of daylight left to lose by next Thursday, this coming Thursday, December 21st, which is our winter solstice, the first day of astronomical winter in the Northern Hemisphere, and the shortest daylight period of the year. One minute. One minute yeah, to go. one minute to lose. Okay. This coming Thursday, the 21st, at 10.28 a.m., according to astronomical calculations, 
the earth will reach the point in its revolution about the sun when the North Pole is inclined 23 and a half degrees away from the sun. We call this the winter solstice, and it marks the first day of astronomical winter. For upper Midwest meteorologists, winter runs from December 1st to the end of February, statistically our 90 coldest days of the year. So according to meteorologists, today is our 17th day of winter, and astronomers are have us wait for four more days. It's just so interesting how you look at things. The normal high for day is 26. We're going to be above that, way above that. And the normal low is 12. Records for today, December 17th in the Twin Cities. High 53, said in 1939. Low, minus 17, said in 1983 and again in 1985. But if we look at pioneer records, a minus 19 was recorded in this date in 1849. The most snow we re- ever received in this date in recorded history in the Twin Cities, 10.8 inches on this date in 1908. Because the sun is low in the sky, and we are at a point beginning tomorrow and ending the 24th with the same amount of daylight, 8 hours, 47 minutes for these 7 days, and we're, but I'm not counting the seconds. <laughs> we are in the time when sunlight casts the longest shadows of the year. We do gain our first full minute of daylight on Christmas Day, December 25th, and I always say, a nice gift. I should say. Gift of a whole minute. So that means we're going the other way. Yes. <laughs> it's, I don't know, it's, it's just interesting to me, and a lot of people look forward to when we start going the other way instead of losing uh, daylight. Lori and Kim McIntyre, who live just south of the city of Waconia, and others throughout CCO land have been hearing pairs of great horned owls duet hooting lately. That means one calls, and then a few seconds later, Another one answers. The birds are not only keeping in touch, but are establishing nesting territories. They are the first of the upper Midwest birds to nest each year, and egg laying begins in late January. Flying squirrels visit a good number of wildlife feeding stations each night, even in urban areas, like right in Minneapolis. I've had people who live near Lake Street tell me that they see um, flying squirrels at, at their backyard feeders. Now, they don't really care, you know, if, if you, all you need in your neighbor are mature trees and maybe and, and a bird feeder, running bird feeding station, and these flying squirrels will come. Floodlights pointed at the feeder don't seem to scare these small squirrels, or you can even sit outside quietly and watch them come to your feeders. But these flying squirrels, interesting to watch. They arrive about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. They feed on seeds, suet, and peanut butter. Sounds like a good menu. Northern white cedars, both red and white pines, and both white and black spruces are among the native Minnesota evergreens. 
each with its own special shade of green on the landscape. In parts of Minnesota and Wisconsin, mainly in the north, rough grouse dive down into powdery snow to keep warm at night. And also, moose have begun dropping their antlers. People wonder, where do you get all the information? Yeah, where do you get all the information? <laughs> I call the moose. <laughs> no, it's, it's from people I, I call on the phone and ask uh, each week. And then also um, from my amateur radio station, I listen on 75 meters, which is you hear mostly Minnesota stations and Wisconsin and the Dakotas. And, and these people share their information with me. Plus, you're a teacher as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Much of the information on sunrise and sunset and other astronomy information, such as when and where to see certain planets, uh, plus weather history and phonology in the form of nature notes that I've been using again this morning, is from the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide Environment Calendars and Almanac. The 2018 editions of both the Wall and Engagement Weather Guide calendars are available and are a wonderful learning tool to have in your own home. I'm one of the Minnesota Weather Guide authors and been doing this for 41 years. As I said last week, I started when I was very young. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and encourage anyone who wants to follow Minnesota weather nature happenings, and astronomical events to get a copy. These weather guides are available in many book, gift, and wild bird stores, such as the Science Museum of Minnesota Explorer Store, that's in St. Paul, the Book Break in Maple Lake, and the Wild Birds Unlimited in Minnetonka and St. Paul. The 2018 Minnesota Weather Guide calendars make a great holiday gift. And they can also be ordered online by going to just, remember this, freshwater.org, freshwater.org. The 118th annual Audubon Christmas bird counts have begun just yesterday and will continue into the first week of January. These single-day counts are in scattered areas around Minnesota and throughout the USA and other parts of the world. Minnesota has had about 75, 75 counts each year for the past few, well, the past few years, and some of these counts have been going on for more than 50 years. One count took place in Rice County. Um, that would be Northfield, uh, Fairbold area, yesterday. I don't have the final count results yet, but Keith Radel from Fairbold did a feeder count in his yard that will become part of the final Rice County results. He observed 15 species and 92 birds. And he compared that to last year. Last year he saw 16 species and 91 individual birds. Highlights from his count this year in his own yard, 47 pine siskins and one single brown creeper. Another Christmas bird count took place in the Excelsior area yesterday. Scott Virgin and David Larson did a small, uh, kind of a pie-shaped area of the Excelsior Count, and they were in Carver Park. Some of the highlights for them included in their count, um, they found nine species, and they counted 
53 individual black-capped chickadees, 10 American goldfinches, 8 blue jays, a single bald eagle, and while walking the, the trails, they found a freshly shed deer antler. And, and that's really incredible when you get to see a deer antler that's just been shed. One time uh, was when I was working at Lowry Nature Center as in Carver Park Reserve as a naturalist, the students were in our lunch area, which was downstairs, and we had these big windows looking out over the feeding area. A couple of deer came up and were eating out of the, eating out of the feeders during this lunchtime because there's no one outside to scare them away. And the students were watching the deer from inside, and one was a buck, and at the time they were watching, the antler fell off. Wow. Yeah, pretty incredible. And so, yeah, so we've had direct experience with that. You know, Jim, we had uh, a, a couple of questions. In fact, I think you fielded one. Uh, emails, calls about this winter, do do the folks who feed birds, do they need to change their uh, habits as far as types of food for the birds? No, no, no not at all. With what you're at. Okay. And, you know, like, like you talk about um, with your sponsor, one thing you can do to up your feeding station is to have um, a bird bath with a heater in it. Oh, yes. Yeah, that, that's something that people uh, really enjoy seeing the birds coming to the, these um, to the and drinking and, and sometimes bathing. It's yes, when I'm looking, that, that'll be needed by Saturday when the high is going to be about 14. Oh, <laughs> so, wow, yes. Uh, that's coming up. You know what we should talk about? Yes. Some, something that's not affected by weather. <laughs> and yeah. that's our friends that make the best patio furniture in the whole world, by the yard. And it's still a family-run business. Jim and I think the world of these people, uh, as we should, because not only are they great people, they make a great, great product. And wouldn't that be fun? I mean, you wouldn't mind somebody giving you a gift card for yet another piece of uh, by the yard furniture. I, I'd love it, too. Not that we need another one, but no, but it would be nice. I'm running out of room. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of room, Jim and I love this furniture not only because it's so well made, and it's a Cecilland company, and it lasts forever. You don't have to store it if you are limited for storage space. Again, that that's what I don't know about you, Jim, but that's what attracted me to it initially. Was that uh, I don't have to haul this in or out or whatever. And like well, you other, said, yeah. Well, the other thing too is well, we live on this hill, and and our furniture used to blow around. This doesn't. <laughs> not, a, not at all. But I tell you what, what's, I think it's a neat idea. The 2017 prices are still good through the end of the year. And get a gift card for, uh, for yourself or some gift giving for, for this holiday season and let those folks or you pick out whatever kind of furniture you want. It's made out of recycled plastic milk jugs, uh, and it, it just lasts forever. And it, like Jim suggested, it's pretty substantial. I'll tell you what. Let me give you a phone number. A lot of folks call right after Jim's show. It's a recording. Just leave your address, and they'll send you that uh, new color catalog. It's free. 877 And, Jim, as you know, folks can order it now, and they'll wait till spring to deliver it, so you don't have that's, to get it right away. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, that catalog is wonderful. And even better than that, if you could, make a trip down to see their showroom. Well, the showroom, a lot right of great along, ideas. Right along Highway 169, just it would be just south of you know the turnoff towards Chaska, just yeah. a few miles off that. You look over on the left side, you'll see it. There it is, easy drive. Or get on the web if you like, buytheyard.net. All right, yeah. Jim, what else do you have? So, well, um, I've got 
had a lot of things here, but but something I um, this past week, hundreds of lakes in Minnesota and the area froze over. Besides Lake Superior, there's still a few of the really deep lakes that are open. The freeze-up day for a lake is the first day when at least 90% of the surface is frozen over and stays ice-covered for the season. Here are just a few of the freeze-up dates for lakes I recorded with help from many observers lately. Gunflint Lake in Cook County, way on the Canadian border, froze over December 9th. Medicine Lake in Hennepin County froze over December 10th. That was a week ago today. Dick and Marge Keller note that Pearson Lake in Carver County, that's between Waconia and Chaska, froze over December 12th. The freeze-up date for Lake Minnetonka was this past Thursday, December 14th. Last year, Lake Minnetonka froze over December 15th, one day later. Lake Hendricks. In far southwestern Minnesota, Lincoln County, right on the South Dakota border, froze over December 13th, according to Matt Amundsen. In the Fairbolt area, Martin County, both Amber Lake and Bud Lake froze over December 14th, according to Paul uh, Grusing. Freeze up for Roosevelt Lake at Outing, that's in Cass County and partly in Crow Wing County, December 13th was a freeze-up reported by Marv Berry and Norton Stillman. Now, the freeze-up dates are important, but safety is even more important. Wait for ice to thicken, and it's certainly going to next weekend. Always remember, it takes at least four inches of new solid ice in contact with stationary water for safe walking on, skating, and ice fishing. A good share of our lakes don't have ice that thick, covering the whole lake. You don't want to fall through ice. Cold water saps body heat 25 times faster than air of the same temperature. In 32-degree water, a person will only last about 15 minutes before losing consciousness. If you would like to report a freeze-up date for a Minnesota lake, record the date when at least 90% of the lake is ice-covered and stays ice-covered. So with the date, include the name of the lake, the county, and the nearest town, or if it's right in a city, the city. And this could be emailed to the Minnesota State Climatology Office at, and you just type in climate at UMN for University of Minnesota dot edu, or just look at Facebook under Minnesota Climatology. They'd love to receive your freeze update. Naturalist at the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, Matt Shute, and the author of the new book, Nature at Our Doorstep, has up to 42 mallard ducks flying into his backyard feeding station in Golden Valley. This is neighborhood in Golden Valley. Each afternoon, these, these birds fly in about 4 o'clock to feed on whole corn. This past Thursday evening, the 14th, um, a late raccoon showed up at Matt's feeding station. Now, nearly all raccoons have been in their sleeping den since late November. Tom Bovers from Faribault, while out birding yesterday, observed three owl species, a long-eared owl, a sawwood owl, and a barred owl. He also saw a winter wren and songs and a song sparrow. This past Wednesday, 
He saw an eastern bluebird and golden crown kinglets and notes that close to 2,000 Canada geese have congregated in Alexander Park in Faribault. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report seeing 17 species of birds at their feeding station yesterday. This will become part of the of the of the Rice County count, and they saw pine siskins, house finches, morning doves, American tree sparrows, and northern cardinals. On Thursday, the 14th, Marlene counted 15 northern cardinals perched in one tree in their backyard by their feeders. Just a one-time cardinals. What a sight. Diane and Dave Herring returned from a week in Florida just this weekend. They were there last week. They enjoyed watching ospreys fishing. Now, that's one of the Minnesota birds, not necessarily one that came to Minnesota. But other Minnesota birds they saw in Florida this past week include white pelicans, tree swallows, bald eagles, a gray catbird, uh, sandhill cranes, bald eagles, uh, double-crested cormorants, and turkey vultures. David and Mary Brisance, who live on the ridge above Lake Superior at Lutzen, on they said on December 13th, five and a half inches of snow fell in their yard. That's closer to the lake. But inland, eight to ten inches of snow, so they've got good skiing up in the Lutzen area. At their feeding station, they have a they have a barred owl that comes each evening, and they put out chicken scraps that they get at the meat market for this bird. Their most common birds at their feeding station right now are common red poles, chickadees, red-breasted nuthatches, and blue jays. And I should mention before we quit, snowy owls continue to be seen in scattered areas around the state. One was seen in the Faribault area uh, this, about a week ago, and probably many times since then. Another was seen uh, right in the Grand Marais area. And that's it for this week. Outstanding, Jim. Very good. And just in time, too. And, uh, well, let's uh, get together on Christmas Eve. What do you say? Look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much, Jim. Have a good week. Bye-bye. You too. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning on Christmas Eve for another edition of Nature Notes. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.